the Low Friends Meister here bringing you episode 397. Can you believe that? Almost 400. Of Maestro on the Mic doing a Monday mini style. In today's episode, I'm going over five things that I do and that I believe in that will make outsourcing easier. This is not about making outsourcing easy, but just making it easier if you feel that you are ready to outsource. All this and more, but first, hey, CJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. Y'all are the best. Gonna drop a CTA right off the bat. Call to action. CTA is call to action. I was looking at the stats before I hopped on here. We're at almost 940,000 downloads, fam. That's so many. That's so many. And so my call to action, if you like this podcast, share it with your homies. Pick an episode, share it. That is how this grows. It grows 100% via word of mouth. And y'all have been amazing. And I am so grateful. And I just want to keep bringing you the noise and bring it to whoever was, whoever else wants to be listening to it. So... If you could do me a solid and share it, that would be freaking awesome. Okay, into the episode. Today, what we're talking about is making outsourcing easier. Shout out to A to, shout out to, a to Z for this dope question. She asked me like an iteration of this question in the, I put a little question box up on Instagram. She didn't even drop it in the Instagram, bo- Instagram box. It was a little bit long, so she just DM'd me and... You folks, I've told you, if you got questions, comments, concerns, requests, please hit me up. It's, I love it. Right? It helps me out, and I get excited about this stuff. So shout out to A to Z for this one. And we're going to talk about making outsourcing easy, easier. Right? Let's be specific with that. <laughs> making outsourcing easier. So I don't outsource a ton of things, and largely that's because of the things that I do in my business I love doing, and this is going to be one of the steps. I think I have five things, not only steps, but five things uh, written down, and one of them has to do with, you know, your enjoyment of things, but I keep the things that I like doing, and oftentimes the things that I like doing are things that people typically outsource, Uh, and also the way that I run my business. I'm a content marketer, content creator, and so oftentimes people will outsource that. They'll outsource the content creation portion of things because they're still treating, they're still practicing, and that makes sense. Makes total, total sense. But I'm not practicing. Uh, this is what I do. Uh, you know, I am coaching and I work with people, but I am not treating in a clinic. My hours are my own and my schedule is my own. So I have a lot more flexibility with it. Yes, I did do those things when I was treating, but I also didn't have kids at that time, right? So I just had a lot more ba- a lot more bandwidth and was able to do those things. Plus, I liked those things and they came easily. And so I kept doing them. But in terms of outsourcing right now, probably should start off with this in terms of what I actually have outsourced. 
Uh, the top thing, the thing that comes to mind first is going to be the podcast, right? So you all know I got my girl Courtney. She edits the podcast at this point. I did like 150 or so on my own. Um, editing, quote unquote, editing, and the thing is with editing is that I, you know, when I brought Courtney on as well, it wasn't to like take out the ums and things like that. Y'all know I just I'm like let's keep it rolling, but when you bring a guest on, there's two tracks. You got to make sure that the tracks are synced up. There's the intro that goes with the beginning that has to be added. There is the little intro that I actually make, not the not the intro song, but the intro that I record that has to go beforehand. Uh, the show notes, that's a big thing, actually uploading it, like taking the files from inside of the computer and uploading them, having the show notes, having inserting the links, because, you know, you all know, I listen, I drop things in the episode and Courtney is the best and, and does those things. So I outsource that because that is actually very time consuming. And I will be outsourcing once we figure out what we're going to do with video, going to be outsourcing that. Likely I'll just do video for the uh, guest interviews, not for the solo ones, but that's something that I don't really have any desire to be putting the clips together, uploading to YouTube or anything like that. Uh, Lex makes the actual podcast like episode graphic. She sends the episode out to the people that were on it. She, uh, when I do a guest episode, there, there is an extra step that the way that I record, I use a thing called Zencaster. There's a specific link for that. It's not the same link every time, so it can't be an automated email. She sends that specific email out. I set up the uh, podcast episodes, in, it, podcast episode interviews. I reach out to people and then I send them a scheduling link, which that part is automated. But the actual setting up of the room, like creating the room on Zencaster, sending the link out, Lex does that. Um, I have Lex do some stuff within the mafia when we have dinners and people are getting paid, uh, uploading videos after the recordings. That doesn't make any sense. Uploading the recordings after we have the dinners, uh, and uploading the supporting material for that. So these are things that I outsource and I want to talk about a way to make this easier. Now this question came from A to Z and it was largely related to the podcast and, uh, specifically the intro song and the cover art for the podcast. So just to touch on that real quickly, number one, actually, if you are thinking about starting a podcast, love it. If you need some help, I have a free, 100% free, uh, you got to give your email address. So besides that, money, monetarily, 100% free ebook that I wrote it has about 19, 19 pages in it. And it'll walk you through all the things, all the parts about starting your own podcast. Uh, Courtney, thank you. If you dro drop that, that'll be in the show notes. And you can check that out, download that, and be on your merry way. Uh, it's, it's not something that you just spend a zillion dollars to learn how to do. Yeah, there's some money up front with the equipment, but I give you uh, quite a few different equipment recommendations. You don't need to get all the fanciest stuff. I just recently, you all know, uh, upgraded my my microphone, I don't know, a few months ago, but I used that blue, I used that blue Yeti for what, four years. So you have lots and lots of options. So that will be in the show notes for you. But in terms of outsourcing, uh, the intro song I did myself, I, I did it on GarageBand and the music, you have to get licensed music or unlicensed music, but if you're going to get licensed music, you have to pay for it. So I used a website to get the music that I wanted. I had the, the vision in mind. Like I knew, I knew what I wanted it to sound like. Uh, and then the voices that you hear on it, those are my friends and my mom. So the main guy, that's Jimmy McKay, 
uh, this, he is my heart. Love that guy so much. He's the host of PT Pinecast. He was really pushing me for quite some time to start the podcast and then was incredibly helpful when I did start it. Um, he does have a course. So if you want some more handholding, Jimmy does have a course that you can, can buy. And obviously he's incredibly knowledgeable, knowledgeable about this. He's just literally the best. Uh, so the guy that's speaking the whole time, that is Jimmy. I got, uh, my, my mentor, Allison Evans is in there. I got my girl, Dr. J pop. She's the one let's get it popping. I know you all say that line along with, with her. My mom is in there who says, let's, uh, no, she says, open your eyes. Uh, and then I'm at the end and they say, no, I'm the maestro. You're about to get maestrified. That's, that's clearly me. Uh, so I did that. And that's kind of like what I was speaking about earlier. I like doing things like that. So I did it. For other folks that don't like doing that stuff, then maybe it's something that you outsource. And I'm going to talk about a little bit about that and kind of how you find someone and making that process a little bit easier. As for the cover art, so the first, this is the second iteration. As for the, f the first iteration, uh, I did outsource that and I outsourced it to a friend of Jimmy's who did graphic design. And I was like, I had a rough idea of what I wanted and the fonts and things like that. So it was pretty straightforward. And he came out with that and I loved it. I actually still use some of the little logos and parts from it, depending on what, what material I'm creating. Uh, the most recent one, that was a collaboration with Lex. So I had seen like the lettering and the background of like the behind the lettering on someone. I don't even remember who else's podcast. I saw it and I was like, I want that, but I want it maestrified. And so I that picture is just a picture that actually I took in Portland. There's a lot of like murals and stuff and just I wanted a lot of color. And I use that picture all the time, like for everything now. So I went with that picture and then Lex and I just went back and forth. And I probably, I think she probably did it on Canva. I don't know. And we literally went back and forth and I was like, okay, I want, I showed her the thing. I don't even remember where I saw it. I just think it was just someone else's pod podcast cover. And I was like, I want this. And I like how this is offset. And let's use the maestro, like obviously maestro colors. And just went with that. And now that is the cover art that I have. Uh, so I've had two versions of that. And my, um, my, the, the, not the sound, the song has been the same for four years. I did it. I fucking love it. I think it's like one of the best out there. And I'm not going to change it. I'm actually going to change one part of it. The part where Jimmy says, uh, learn how movement unites us all. I'm going to change that. I actually reached out to him and I was like, hey, can you uh, hit me up with this a different line? I already told him I wanted to, what I wanted him to say. And I will switch that up at some point. But otherwise, I've used that same thing forever. So let's hop into five things that I think you can do to make outsourcing easier. So number one, which is what I started off with, is to do it yourself to start out. Now, obviously, this depends on whether you have more money or more time. And many of us have more time, especially when you're first starting off, and you do more money. So to that end, it may behoove you to actually try to do these things and try to figure them out just so you can see what exactly goes into it and perhaps you value it more. Now, if you are really a DIY person, then you'll probably just keep doing a lot of it. Like I'm thinking about my girl Rhonda. I'm thinking about Lex. I'm thinking about Meredith. Like we are, I'm thinking about myself. We are DIYers. We like this tech stuff. We like creating the stuff. So we'll keep doing it. Other people, they don't feel that way. And so they're like, uh, this is terrible. I don't want to do this thing. And they will outsource it. But I think there's a lot of value in just having gone through it somewhat. So you see the steps and you're like, oh, like this does take time. And that can make you a bit more willing to actually pay someone else to do it. This is also incredibly helpful 
because it helps you know exactly what you want. So for me, when I'm going to outsource something, I already have like large, like 99% of it, like right? 90 plus percent of that thing done in my mind. It's funny. I, I shared a post one time or a story on Instagram how I drew something on my whiteboard and my sister made it like bomb. And I was like, yeah, this is the process. And it's also my sister. One, she's fucking amazing at what she does. And two, she knows me. So I can start off with this thing that's looking like chicken scratch, but she knows where I'm trying to go with that thing. So when you DIY, you do it yourself, it oftentimes helps you figure out exactly what you want. And so you can, one, you know, direct that person or steer that person in a better direction. Or two, this is what I recommend everyone does when you're going to hire somebody, is that you screen record it. So you screen record yourself doing these things. So, you know, when I hired Courtney, I don't think she was using WordPress and the Blueberry PowerPress plugin that I use because there's a bunch of different ways to, to publish your podcast and where you host it. But I had been doing it. So I just screen recorded how I did it and was like, yeah, this is the system and how it works with my website. And cool, you can just copy that. You know, I can give her create creative license with the other things. And one of the big things she does is she writes the blurbs for the podcast. And she also picks out the like the teaser section from the longer episodes. That's like a very daunting task. So I have her do that. I also have Lex do that now for the shorter episodes that I then go in and create the teasers from. So I have outsourced that, like the, the choosing of those, those parts of the, of the episode. But like I was saying, if you're going to outsource something, it can also oftentimes be very helpful. If, you, if it's something that just it gets you know, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, it's not like a creative aspect to it, then just record yourself doing it. Use a screen recorder, something like Screencast-O-Matic or Loom, whatever you want, and then record yourself doing that thing, the process, and then it's rinse and repeat for the other person. Second thing, right, so the first thing was DIY to start. Second thing that can make outsourcing easier is to wait until anyone can do it, right? We've talked about this before, but where you do this thing and you're just like, I don't even care at this point. I've done it so much. I am tired of it. I, I literally anyone can do it. Rupert, you looking for a job, Rupert? Okay, you can do it. For those of you that are just, you're new to the podcast, Rupert is my cat. I have done this time and time again, and this is a, an approach that I teach people, and this is actually how I outsource the podcast because I didn't, I didn't feel like that to start off with, and I was like, I will do so much with it. Lex was helping me out with the graphics, and the uh, she does the audiograms for them as well, which we're probably going to switch away from, do something different, but she was doing that, and you know, I was like, I can do these, but I got to a point, and oh my gosh, I'm... I'm kind of digressing here, but I'm thinking about how I did the audiograms to start off with because there's so much technology now. But when I started doing this four years ago, the technology wasn't there the same way. And I was using like multiple things and I was like literally recording from my computer onto my phone, like putting my phone near the back of the computer where the speaker was to get the audio. Like there was a whole thing, but we got it done. Uh, but in doing that, at some point you're like, fuck this, I don't do it anymore. So I think there's nothing wrong with doing something until you're like, anyone can do it. And then it will make you that much more apt to outsource. You're that much more ready to outsource. It's not so precious to you. Where you're like, I have to do every single part. You're like, it doesn't matter. This person has these qualifications. Cool. I'll, I can test them. I'm going to give them a trial and then they can go ahead and do it. Number three, get incredibly specific. So I spoke about this earlier, how when I reach out to someone, I am like 90 plus percent 
certain of what I want it to look like. It's not like I'm throwing it out there and like, ah, oh, just like make something. This, another example, an, an example of this is when I had my very first ebook um, outsourced. I actually used a person that Danny Matei recommended because I was like, I don't know anybody. I didn't know Lex at the time. And so I was just like, I wanted to look just like Danny's, but use my colors, obviously. Uh, I want to put these pictures in it. I want it to be this breakdown and done. So there's very little back and forth. Once I, I started outsourcing ebooks to Lex, that's another thing that I, I haven't made one in forever. Uh, but once I started outsourcing ebooks to Lex, it was the same thing. I, ha- I write all the content, all of it. And then I would say, okay, I want this thing to be here. I want this thing to be here. I want this to look like this. Or if I have like a, you know, a, um, a model that I like, I give like, right, I want this, but let's maestrify it. Beautiful thing when you work with the same person a lot, they get to know you and you can say something like maestrify it and they'll put a spin on it and you're like, yes, that's it. Or like that takes you another 5% of the way. And so suddenly you're at 95, 96, 97% of the way. And then it's just a little tweak to make it exactly what you want. But this starts off with you being specific. Way too often people just go in, they're super nebulous with it. And it's a million hours of back and forth. That person is probably not going to want to work with you. So get super specific. That can come from having done it yourself. That can come from creating like, you know, Pinterest boards, vision boards, whatever. I don't know what the fuck they're called, uh, where you're actually going to show, pin, whatever, what you do like and what you don't like. Super important to have both of those things. This way, the more specific you can be, the easier it will be for the person you're working with. Because for some of us, like some of these skill sets and like creating things may not be in our wheelhouse, right? Like I am not like a designer by trade. That's not in my wheelhouse. So if I can get a collection of things and then I can take it to my sister and be like, I like all of this and I'm not sure why. And she'll be like, oh, it's because this is like this and this is like this and this is like this and we can replicate that. And I'm like, cool. And I want this, this and this here and I want to look like this and boom. Or I can actually make most of it and then be like, Cecilia, make this better. Like finish this, make this, like there's something that's not right. So the more specific that you can be, the better. Number four for making outsourcing easier. Create such good work that people ask to work with you, right? Create such good work, get such good results that people ask to work with you. This is a big question that I get. It's like, well, how do I find someone that I can outsource to? Everyone that I've found has either been, this is going to be point number five, through that they've approached me. Lex approached me and it was like the best day of my life. Uh, Lex was like, you know, do you need help basically? And I was like, I don't think so, but we'll find something for you to do. Right? Well, she was actually like, you always say to ask, and so I'm asking. And I was like, great. The answer is yes. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do, but we'll, fi- we'll find something. Uh, and now look at us. But do such good work that people ask to work with you, that they're like, I want to be part of this thing. Right, this, is, this ties into leading with your values as well. It's not just getting great results. It's how are you showing up in the world? Build something that people want to be a part of, and they will ask you. It'll take time, but they'll ask you like, hey, how can I be a part of this thing? The, the second point of this, which is the, the fifth point in this little system, whatever you want to call it, of making outsourcing easier, this list, is to ask your audience or to ask for referrals slash recommendations, I should say. So asking your audience means if you ideally have an audience first, then you can say, hey, I'm looking for this. And oftentimes within your audience, you have this, per- this type of person or you have this within your customers, 
your client base. Those are some of the best people. I see people like, you know, they have coaching businesses and some of their coaches are people that went through their program or worked with them. These people are incredibly, incredibly bought in and they, they know how you operate. You have shared values. They're going to be tremendous for outsourcing, you know, to someone. The flip side of that, the other part, part of that would be then just to ask for people, ask for recommendations from people who you trust. So Courtney, I found because of Jill. I, I was asking, I was like, hey, who's your podcast editor? And she was like, Courtney. And I was like, amazing. Can you see if she is, you know, looking for more people, uh, more work? And if so, can you put me in touch with her? So that would be my top recommendations. Yes, you can always, you know, look at things like Fiverr and whatever other sites are out there. I actually did do that once. Uh, no, twice, actually. And part of it was just to, like, grow. So I had read The 4-Hour Workweek, and Tim Ferriss is, like, so all about VAs. And I was like, I don't even fucking need, what the fuck do I need a VA for? But it's in this book, and I'm going to take action. So I actually hired somebody to look for sneakers for me. That was what I, because I was spending a lot of time looking for a specific pair of shoes. And I was like, this is, just, I don't have the time for this right now. And that was his whole stick, was, like, outsource these tasks, tasks that don't actually require you to be there, but that you need to get done. So I hired someone for that. And actually, it was good. Like, I, I think that was like my only foray into hiring from overseas. And they came up with a list. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like, I didn't buy this new because they didn't really find exactly what I wanted anyway. But it was just a cool experience in terms of hiring someone, going back and forth with things, being specific with what you wanted. So uh, that was one time that I used a service like that. And the second time, uh, I was trying to create a, my logo. I think it was like actually the Maestro logo. And I hired someone and I was like, this is not what I want. It just wasn't hitting. You know when you want it, you know when it's good. Uh, so the first iteration of my logo, I just made. I don't even remember what the fuck program it was. And then I wanted to, I want to say that my boy Anthony helped me with the first one. And he was also on the in the pictures that I used for my first website. I just went to the gym and took pictures of him. Uh, the second one that I made was another friend, Caroline, and I drew, I had some input from Anthony, and then I actually still have this paper. I'm looking at it right now. It's on my whiteboard that's attached to the wall. I was at one of the, maybe the first rock tape instructor summits that I went to, and I drew out the logo, the M that you see today. And I think Anthony had maybe sent me something. He was like, oh, what do you think about this? And so I like riffed on that, drew this one out. And then I had a friend at the time. Uh, I still have her as my friend and she still does this, but I have a friend and she did it for me. She has a, a web design company, web development company. And uh, she had her guy make the vectors. And this is the logo that you see to this day. This is the logo that I got trademarked. And you can only get something trademarked if you actually like make it. You can't just like pull something from Canva and be like, I'm going to trademark it. Uh, so that is the logo that you say. And that is how I outsourced. That was Again, people that I know um, asking for referrals. So that would be my recommendation. Uh, and then if you, know, you don't know anyone and you do have to go down the rabbit hole of using the online, uh, those forums, not the forums, whatever they're called. I don't even know what they're called. Agencies and things like that. Like that may be the route that you have to go. And I still think that even if you do have to go that route, we can think about the earlier steps that I said. Um, we'll go through them again, which number one was DIY to start off with. Let you figure out exactly what you want. Then number two, get... That's number three, actually. Number two is wait until you get kind of salty about it and anyone can do it. And then number three, which is going to tie in, is get incredibly specific. 
Right? Number four, create such a good, or create such good work, get such good results, create such a good environment, have such a good, have such a good product that people ask to work with you. And then last is ask your audience, ask your clients, your customers, past clients, past customers, or ask your friends, your family, things like that, uh, people you respect, your, your business colleagues for referrals, right? So number six would be, I guess, would be thinking about all of them if you do have to kind of go outside of this and use one of those agencies, use one of those online services, then I still recommend that you have gone through the DIY process yourself first. And then number three, getting incredibly specific with what you want. All right. I love it. I'm loving these Thursday shorties. Actually, today is a Monday episode. Uh, the Monday minis and the Thursday shorties, I'm having a blast with them. I love that you folks are reaching out and letting me know what you want to hear and also just that things are resonating with you. I've said it before, you know, podcasting can be incredibly like unidirectional. I'm just talking into this microphone. And so to know that you are on the other side and you're, you're picking up what I'm putting down is awesome. So do not be a stranger. If you got comments, questions, concerns, requests, whatever, shoot me a DM at The Movement Maestro. Shoot me a text, 310-737-2345. And if you don't have any of that and you just think that the podcast is dope, do me a solid and share it with somebody who you think might enjoy it. All right, officially wrapping it up. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.